Welcome to episode 10 of Two Years Till 30. Yay, double digits! We finally made it. I remember when I first hit double digits, like in life, and was 10 years old. And that would be my response when people asked me how old I was. I would say double digits. Oh, good times. Good times. So for those of you listening right now, um, we are recording early, early December. Um, So we just passed uh, Thanksgiving and we are looking on to some cozy, wintry things like Hanukkah. But Sam, how was your um, your Thanksgiving? What was that like during COVID? You know what? Um, my Thanksgiving was pretty good. Uh, I talked to my parents about, you know, what were they comfortable with? And, and, you know, we were all very careful people, my sister and I, and obviously, and we wanted to make sure that if we were to all meet up together, that we'd all be on the same page. And so, so we actually did, my sister and I visited my parents and, and Lonnie came, my, my boyfriend, for those of you who don't know, uh, and it was very nice, you know, we sat far enough away from each other. We just kind of, you know, did the typical precautions that anyone that is following the rules should be. And we didn't really hug or kiss anyone, just a air hug, air smooch. And it was, it was just really nice. I think, um, my my parents, you know, they they want to be as careful as they can, but they also really love when their children visit because ugh, everyone's mental health is so jacked up during yeah. these times. And I know for mine and for both of my parents too, like who knows how much time we all have on this earth. And I just, you know, you want to spend the holidays with at least your immediate family or with the couple loved ones that you know, you yeah. feel safe around. And so, yeah, so that's what we did. And food was tasty. And I made a Pinterest worthy cheese board. Uh, it was my, my pride and joy, Amy. I think your dad uh, would be very proud. And I think you said he was impressed from the screenshot that you might have sent him. He was. I don't know. So my, um, my dad, for those of you who don't know, my dad is a cheesemonger. Um, and I, I told him, oh, Sam made a cheese board for thanksgiving he's like oh let me see it (laughs) so yeah he was very impressed by your cheese board thank you i know he's like the master and he probably has all this extra fancy shit that i don't even know where to go unless i go to mccaffrey's but i appreciate his uh his approval for sure right before this call i um i was actually eating cheese and crackers Mm. um and like this is this is how much of a cheese snob i am uh so once a year my dad buys the bellavitano cheese which is a cognac infused cheese Mm. and it's very expensive and we only get it once a year and it's not even that big of a piece it's it's small because it's expensive and then there's also a truffles cheese that's kind of like a brie but with truffles in it and it's amazing and that's literally what i was snacking on before this call well that Um, sounds amazing this is why I need to work out more. But um, my Thanksgiving, I live with my parents. So we just cooked a lot and ate a lot. And I had two Zoom calls. So it was the first time I could do Zoom um, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving with both sides of my family, which was super cool. Nice. Um, but other than that, that is that is how Thanksgiving went. Yeah, oh, we do have, for, for at least the two of us, we have Hanukkah coming up. We have all the winter holidays, Christmas, all the all the festivities the you know stores are decorated i'm a sucker for christmas decorations i mean a lot of jews love christmas deep down so it's not even weird for me to admit at this point that's something i really miss too is just like christmas decorations and just holiday decorations in general because of the part of philadelphia that i live in it's not you know populated with a ton of decorations and storefronts like a city would be um i remember a couple years ago i went to um i went to new york around the holidays and i just went by myself and i walked into macy's not to buy anything i was just like let me just look around at the macy's christmas decorations and it was just the best experience um but i am excited for hanukkah it'll be very different from hanukkah's past but (laughs) i'm very excited for for what hanukkah has to offer yes Yes, me too. Amy, what kind of, do you have any like special stories, Hanukkah memories, maybe at Hebrew school or just even with your family, even if it was kind of recently, like what kind of Hanukkah stuff do you want to share with us? So interesting story. I don't really have that many Hanukkah stories that are funny from like growing up in childhood. More recently, um, and Sam, you've been involved in some of this to a degree as well. There are different young Jewish events that happen in Philly um, with weird ulterior motives, um, Mm. the way I'm going to describe them. And so one is called matzah ball, 
Yes. Yeah, (laughs) matzo ball. And the other is called One Crazy Night. And they are sponsored from two different organizations, which I'm sure have partner sponsorships as well. And the way that they're advertised originally is like, hey, dance party for Jews on Christmas, because what else are you going to do on Hanukkah? But really what they are is they are they are the Jewish hookup scene. Mm-hmm. One is a little bit more so than the other. They have different reputations. So Matzabal is created so that you can find someone to hook up with as a Jew on Christmas. <laughs> there is no, it's not even hidden anymore. It used to be. It used to be like the Jewish singles event for, for Hanukkah time for Chris on Christmas. But now it's like, hey, find your person. And um, it's very interesting when you go... It's, it's like a bunch of guys just waiting for women. And then there's One Crazy Night, which is sponsored by a different organization, which has the same course kind of vibe and the same kind of feel, but it's a lot of couples and a lot of single people. Um, and you could just go to make friends. Last year I went with, um, actually I, last year I went to One Crazy Night, um, which is the, the not hookup scene one with Alan, who was in one of our recent episodes. And she and I had a great time, but there was a guy there who was hitting on me and I wasn't really into him. Not going to say his name because I do remember it. And he told me that he was like, hey, do you want to leave this place? And like, literally like in the most cliche, like you want to blow this popsicle stand (laughs) kind of way. And I was like, no, I'm here with my friend. She's my ride. And also like, I don't like you. But I said no. And then as a response, you know, after a while, we just kept talking with friends and whatnot. And uh, he goes, well, instead, do you want to like go to matzo ball with me? So essentially what he was doing was he was asking me, do you want to hook up with me privately in my bedroom or do you want to hook up with me in front of other people so that they can see I got some tonight? Like it just was the weirdest experience. And meanwhile, I was talking to him because he also worked in theater and has a theater background. And like, I go to these events and treat them like job networking events because I have no intention on actually hooking up with these people. I just want to use them for future productions of theater that I'm working on. Very so, smart. Yeah. I, I'm all about that. Who, why uh, not? So unfortunately, the stars uh, did not align that Christmas Eve, but um, it'll be interesting because apparently matzo ball is still happening virtually and I have no intention of going. I have been getting so many emails from them. I never got this many emails from the matzo ball organization i guess they still have my information from when i went i want to say like maybe five six years ago i i bet i had just graduated college and i actually went with my friend Kara. i just remember that she and i we like got like a hotel like because we both like weren't living in philly at that point Mm -hmm. and so i was wearing like the short little black dress i was feeling like all cute and shit you both never got there (laughs) yes I mean, there was a part of me that was like, oh, maybe I'll meet like my future husband here. And then once you get there, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't that situation. I think when we first got there and you never know, is, is this the type of event that's going to run on Jewish time? Do you have to get there fashionably late? Because when we got there, we were like, why do all these guys have receding hairlines? Like no offense to those of you who do, but like when you're in your early twenties and you're trying to meet someone in your kind of sphere of somewhat age group and you see guys that clearly look like they could be pushing 40 it's like all right i'm not looking for a sugar daddy really at this juncture (laughs) so when do the people our age come in are we at the right party and wait wait, i need to put a disclaimer in yes to our friends who we love and adore and think are attractive as well with like either bald or receding hairlines or what have you these are not the guys Sam was talking about. These were guys who were actually like older than their 30. Exactly. And because like, interestingly now, like now that I'm in my late 20s, to me, I see someone that like, let's say is losing their hair. Like I don't, I wouldn't write that off. Like maybe when I was in like 21 or something, I'm like, oh, this guy clearly could be like, I don't know, my uncle or like someone pushing 40. <laughs> but now I'd be like, all right, who cares? Like, this is just life. But um, it is really funny comparing, you know, we might have talked about this in a previous podcast about like what you look for in someone now versus back then. But back then, I'm like, hey, it'd be great. Like, I'm feeling hot. Like, I hope I can get some. I did hook up with someone at Matzo Ball. I did hook up with someone, Mm. um, but he lived in New York. And I'm (laughs) like, why are you at the Philly one? Like, was the New York one like 
they should have even had even more people there and like why are you here like you're like teasing me because you're just going to go back to new york and oh i can't do the long distance thing so uh yeah it was it was fun while it lasted and the drinks were really expensive i'm just like like why did i pay all this money to go to rumor also r.i.p rumor that's no longer in philly it was a club in philly for those of you who don't know and even before covid hit like they just when they just went under for whatever reason but um that's where Montebal took place uh all those years and and yeah the drinks were expensive the dude might have paid for one of mine i wasn't really that drunk or anything but i'm like eh, let me just try to hook up with someone it's, someone that is like somewhat attractive to me at the time it's just so crazy too because like so also something i don't think we mentioned previously was that matzo ball is not a philly event matzo ball there is matzo ball in LA. There is matzo ball in New York, and it's yep. all one same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one crazy night. I, I I'm sure they have multiple ones in different places, but they're not all the same organization. Um, this was a strictly Philadelphia event. Um, similar to that that expensive drink ordeal. Um, so the organization that runs one crazy night used to have their own space, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. that space caught on fire. Um, so they used the um the Philly Fringe building for um one crazy night last year so when i went uh everyone was expecting free drinks because that's that was like their thing that they were known for like you don't yeah. go to matzo ball you go to one crazy night because you get free drinks like mm-hmm. uh so i went <laughs> and apparently the guy that was running the um charging people for the alcohol and whatnot because it wasn't free there uh said that because they forgot that you needed kosher wine because it wasn't a kosher venue for the jewish event the only wine that they could find at short notice was manischewitz so unbeknownst to to me i paid nine dollars for half a glass no, no no for a full glass of manischewitz that is crazy so i walked around with this full glass of Manischewitz the entire evening <laughs> and looking like an idiot because I'm looking around and no one else is drinking the wine. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I I had no idea that that was why because I that same organization that runs One Crazy Night, I went to like another Jewish event of theirs and this it was at World Cafe Live and we did have to pay for the drinks even though we already had to pay a cover for the ticket. And from what my understanding was, it wasn't even like a kosher thing. It was, oh, because this place has like, you know, a liquor license and it's not our it's not our place like you have to pay the workers and pay the restaurant and pay so that makes sense like you have you know have like outside workers like like we are renting their space so we kind of have to do that i didn't even know about the whole kosher thing though like because i know there are different vodkas that have like the ou symbol like the kosher symbol so Mm -hmm. i'm like there there had to have been a way to like get around that the cash root law yeah it was just a very interesting evening it wasn't on the organization it was on the people who were um working at the the venue i think that just made that little mistake but it was <laughs> it was a fun night it was just weird it was I, I had a nice time i got to hang out with my friend uh fallon who we all know from a previous episode so it was mm-hmm. it was a great time um but it's interesting that we were like let's talk about hanukkah and this is what we're talking about because it's so you know commercialized now because hanukkah actually for those of you who don't know is not a major jewish holiday but mm-hmm. it's a very small holiday um mm-hmm. so what are your feelings on like the commercialization commercialization of hanukkah and like the idea of it being you know an alternative christmas um as the world may think it is you know well now that I, my my opinions change often and now where i'm at in life i'm just like why was it even compared the only reason why christmas and hanukkah or even what some people may say competition which i don't agree with they just both happen to fall within the winter season and they have that's lights. literally the it's yes literally the only similarity and hanukkah is truly yes the festival of lights so i mean maybe but it's it was never it never used to be about like i don't even know when the whole giving presents thing started and hey i i love the the fanfare of it i love the decorations the dreidels and and the menorahs i and i really like that that symbolism of warmth and family and and to me that's what really sticks out now maybe when i was a kid i'm like oh how come all these stores and schools are just decorating for christmas and then there's always that 
obligatory Hanukkah section at CVS. It's like one little, it's like yeah. a newsstand of like hot, like a half-ass Hanukkah cookies that probably taste like cardboard and like a plastic dreidel assortment. And it's like, why even put that there? Like, why is this even a thing? And I guess, you know, businesses want to make money. So they're like, let's just commercialize Hanukkah. But I think it's kind of funny how people just assume like, oh, I wonder if, you know, Jewish kids feel slighted for not celebrating Christmas and like getting the same amount of things as they do. And I never, I don't remember ever feeling very envious of it. Yeah. I am, I am glad that shows like the Rugrats for us 90s babies and, and us millennials, we really appreciate growing up with the Rugrats because, you know, they had the Passover episode and they had a awesome Hanukkah episode that I watch as a tradition every year. So to me, when, you know, Hollywood is full of Jews anyway, when shows and, and the media kind of like, okay, let's, it's more of like, let's put this group of people into, into the light. And I mean, they should be doing that about all groups of people for those folks who celebrate Kwanzaa, Ramadan and all of that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I definitely think the whole, um, I, I mean, Hey, the com commercialization of Christmas, I selfishly love because I love the lights. I like the whole, the spirit and all that jazz, but I really don't care that Hanukkah is never going to, it's never going to measure up. Yeah, it and doesn't have I, to. It's right, not the this, same thing. Exactly. It's literally not the same. It's founded on completely different principles. Judah Maccabee was like, all right, my Jewish army is small, but we're mighty and we're going to kick your ass. It's a typical, it's the form, formulaic Jewish holiday of they tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. That's literally all it is. <laughs> I want the last like 10 seconds of you speaking all on a t-shirt. Like, and if it doesn't fit on the front, I'll put the other half on the back. Starting with like <laughs> Judah Maccabee was like, I'm going to kick your ass. Like starting with that and then having like now eat on the back. We should sell merchandise once we, we get should. really big. Oh, listen. Who, yeah. If you want that on a shirt and you know how to put that on a shirt. We'll sell it. <laughs> right. So um, how about you? How do you feel about um, this comparison of Hanukkah to Christmas and maybe how it might have changed for you, like from when you were little yeah. and your Christian friends and to now? I mean, I'm sort of in, the, in a very similar boat to you is like, I know that it's not a big, the big holiday. Um, I think the more interesting thing even is like the commercialization of Christmas um because and because of the commercialization of christmas hanukkah is like hey we're here and kwanzaa's like hey we're here and it's like who who who's we who's who's the people saying like we're here kind of thing um you know i i've never been one to get you know gifts on every night i've never been one to to do that to me like hanukkah is about eating a lot of greasy oily food uh yep. feeling really you know gross afterwards but enjoying it in the moment and um, spending it with family. So like for me, that's that's really what it's about. On the uh, topic of gifts though, I did wanna to touch on uh, the fun the fun thing that like Jewish people do still get to be a part of this time of year, which is like <laughs> the idea of gift exchange. We are in one with our old acapella group friends, just a couple of them. And uh, last year Sam had me and she bought me an entire, uh, basically all of, Bath and Body Works because of Black Friday? I, I just cleared them out. I couldn't resist like 75% off. And I think I was trying to like figure out without giving myself away, like Amy, what are your favorite stores? And I believe Bath and Body Works was one of them. And I'm like, all right, well, now's as good a time as any to just buy all the lotions and shit I that I hope you like. I'm just like, oh God, what if, what have, have I done? <laughs> I don't even think I put Bath and Body Works on anything. I think I just, you just said, what is it? What do you like? And I said, I like to smell nice. <laughs> and so you just rolled with it, which was awesome. I'm still using, I haven't, there's one soap I haven't even opened yet. I'm still using like the chocolate soap bar. Um, yes. I ate all of the chocolate Hanukkah gout and I ate, uh, all, I drank all of the tea, but everything else I'm still using. So thank you. Oh, I'm glad. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, that bar of soap that I got you that smells like chocolate. I supported local business last year because, you know, Christmas Village, that's where I got it uh, in um, by City Hall, which is still open this year, by the way, for those of you folks that want to be outdoors and support local business and shops and whatnot. Just a little shameless plug there for all the local businesses out there that could really use your help. That's, that's all I had to say. Continue, Amy. 
<laughs> oh, no, I mean, that's, that's really all I had to say about that too, is, you know, it's a really nice time. I really enjoy giving gifts, um, but that was the most entertaining box bag of gifts that I had received. <laughs> Um, oh yeah and I received it on the night that we planned to start this podcast so that was fun oh wow can you believe that already it's gonna be almost a year and I guess technically February was when we officially started recording we started recording in February but we came up with the idea when we were both drunk on New Year's Eve <laughs> yes Oh man, I'm going to miss those days because no one's going to have parties. Whenever people ask me what's going to happen once you're no longer 28, once when you're no longer two years till 30, like, what are you going to call the podcast? And I was like, it's still two years till 30. We made this idea up when we were both intoxicated. We didn't think much further ahead. We were like, it's New Year's. Who knew COVID was a thing? Like, this is not how I thought I'd be spending my two years till 30. <laughs> No, I'm just glad that we picked something and we just ran with it. If we decide to change, we'll, we'll figure that out. But for right now, like, hey, we don't even have yeah. like blue check mark status yet. So I think we have some leeway to change whatever we want to change. Exactly. Um, but going back really quick to the, the Hanukkah um, idea, just looking forward to Hanukkah. I am looking forward to Chinese food. <laughs> Oh boy, thank God that's not canceled because <laughs> movie theaters are canceled. So Christmas is canceled for the Jews also, unless you're going to matzo ball virtually. Oh but yes, Chinese food all the way, man. All the freaking way. Yeah, I actually recently I looked up because I was curious, you know, how did this start? I mentally I'm like, well, Jews, we like Chinese food, but like, what was it that made it start? And actually found out that um, it's believed that it started on the Lower East Side of Manhattan um, when the Jew immigrants and the Chinese immigrants lived side by side in the same communities. Um, mm. And on Christmas, the places that were open were these new Chinese restaurants. And then it sort of just flourished to all of the Jews. And now we love Chinese food on Christmas. Here we are. I love Chinese food every day. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's such a great story because I never even knew like what the real history about it was. And it really is like one of the only few places that are open during Christmas anyhow, because I mean, it's not their holiday either. So hey, we get to benefit. I'm sure they love our business. <laughs> and I love them. <laughs> yes, we, we do. We do indeed. It's a very symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. So speaking of like, you know, we talked about the gift exchanges and all. And, and you know what, like one of our friends, um, Liat mentioned something in our like group chat that, you know, the group of girls that we just, we Amy and I mention every now and then that we just chat with. She asked this question, hey, ladies, is it just me or like, who else feels like, or have you been spending more money lately, even though a lot of things are shut down with COVID? Have you noticed any difference in your spending habits? So I think especially around like the holiday season and, you know, still wanting to give gifts to our loved ones. I, I don't know, Amy, like how, how have you, I guess, been like, how, how do you feel like you've been with spending on consumer goods, I guess? Yeah. Like, what have you been spending most of your money on during the lockdown. I, I I mean, I'm still calling it lockdown because yeah, I'm it's, locked down. Yeah, there, there's still restrictions. So let's just the umbrella of the COVID lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I think actually, I am spending less money, but for different things. So before before the lockdown, so to speak, I was working in a tourist town, and I would drive an hour to work and an hour back every day. So I'd be spending a lot of money on gas. Um, again, tourist town, and it's a really cute tourist town. And so every time I go outside of work, I'd have to buy something. Like I would be like, oh, I'm not hungry, but look, a croissant, you know? <laughs> and I would, every time I walked out, I'd buy a croissant. And then I'd be like, well, I need something to wash it down. And so I'd buy a latte. And like, I spent so much money on croissants and lattes. It's not even funny. And, you know, just little, little things. Anytime I would see something cute, I would buy it being like, well, it's someone's birthday eventually. Um, <laughs> you know, just to make myself feel better for not buying it for myself. And, you know, so now I'm not buying any of those things. Occasionally I'll buy a coffee um, out, but otherwise I make it at home. Tea, I make at home, everything else mm -hmm. I make here. Uh, and I live with my parents, so I'm not, you know, I'm not spending rent uh, money or anything like that. And I'm not really buying any new clothes unless I absolutely need to. So in that respect, I'm spending a lot less money, um, but I'm spending more on 
uh, health insurance because I no longer have it partially covered from a job. So I'm spending a lot on that, but you know, elsewhere, not really spending much of anything. That being said, during this whole gift giving season, um, you know, like I splurged time. I bought myself an expensive sweater uh, on Black Friday from J. Crew uh, because Ooh. I really, really wanted it. What does it look like? It's, uh, I just wore it. I would show it to you. Oh, but no, none of our listeners can. Um, you can just describe it. That's yeah, fine. Because it's in my laundry. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's made of wool, but it's very thin material, so it doesn't feel like wool, and it's not itchy like wool. And I'm normally not a um, turtleneck person, but it was a turtleneck. It's like a thin layer wool sweater that's nice and warm. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Coming from someone who loves turtlenecks and who is currently wearing <laughs> yeah. a turtleneck, I feel like, oh, just call me Steve Jobs. You but, would love um, it. Um, oh, so I, I can't that. wait to see it. Yeah, I spent money on like friends gifts for these these gift exchanges for our gift exchange and the other gift exchange I'm a part of. But yeah, it's it's really weird. <laughs> my spending habits have changed. I, I don't even really, it's hard for me to keep track. I, as much as I do my best to, you know, stay within my means, I, I feel like I've always been pretty decent at it. And um, what have I spent these days? I guess groceries might have gone up a little bit because in a way it's still saving because we're not going out to eat as much. We we might do takeout, Lonnie and I, every now and then. But you know, now that even in Philly, uh, indoor dining is completely shut down, at least until uh, beginning of January and who knows how much further after. And outdoor dining, the few times we've done it recently, hasn't been super enjoyable, like now that it's getting colder and windier. So the money that we save by going out and buying beer and food somewhere else, mm -hmm. like, you know, we've just kind of maybe bought what looks like on paper, we spend more on groceries and maybe alcohol and beer. Like I recently just bought peppermint schnapps and a few Ooh. things of wine just because, well, we can't really, you know, go out as easily and, and get it because of the lockdown. So I'm just gonna turn our, south philly row home into our own personal bar restaurants and um, i wish i could come yeah. over i wish that was a thing i could do <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm really yeah i know i wish i could host a legit shindig i mean our place is kind of small anyway but pre-covid even just trying to fit people but yeah i know i wish i could whip up some drinks because i'm i'm really developing my at-home bar mm. setup you know some cordials some schnapps here and there nice. it's been a pleasant time but um but all these stores, they're still, oh, they're so good at marketing and advertising. I, I just bought my businesses. I know, I know. And um, Old Navy just, you know, uh, showed that they have like a great sale now. And I really wanted like a new set of like comfy, fluffy pajamas and just to like, you know, keep me warm. And I've, I've always wanted like a flannel Christmassy kind of looking one. Sorry, Rabbi. I said Christmassy, whatever. I love flannel. Me. I want I flannel everything. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's so comfy. It just came in. I got like some warm, cute little leggings with it. And just, I guess you would say like, I don't even know if it's athleisure wear. It's just like chilling at home wear. But um, I also did go not too ham, but a little ham, like this um, store called Francesca's Collection. My Most of you ladies probably know it. They had, probably still do have a crazy sale. I mean, stuff that was originally like $48 I got for like, 10 19 and i'm like oh i actually don't have like cute dresses that are casual that i can wear instead of just like leggings and a sweater i can wear like a cute like baby doll dress so i got a couple of those and some accessories and even though i know i don't really need them right now it was like a you know what this is the only thing unfortunately that's like going to keep my spirits bright <laughs> yeah. you know because retail therapy sometimes sometimes helps a little bit when everything else is closed and there's really nowhere to go and you just you just want to have a wardrobe at home that makes you feel good about yourself when things do eventually reopen which they will and exactly. we all know it's going to happen so i'm like i i want to start getting rid of the things that i've been holding on to that i don't really care about anymore and that i've stylistically have grown out of and 
I'm just adding newer pieces now, which are severely discounted. So I don't feel as guilty. <laughs> exactly. No, I actually was getting those Francesca's emails too. And I haven't gotten anything from Francesca's yet, but I'm like, every time they come through, I'm like, oh, this is so cute. I wish um, I had your willpower. I truly do. <laughs> I, I uh, If I get a job, I don't know if my willpower will just go out the window or if I'll still have Because <laughs> right now that's, that's the reason for my willpower is my lack of job. But who knows? Um, but also speaking on in terms of when you were saying, you know, like retail therapy, it's still therapy. So like, we're all doing different things to sort of get us through this crazy mm. year of 2020. That's probably going to take up most of 2021 as well at this point, at this rate rather. Um, so in terms of how we're staying motivated, um, in terms of the weather getting colder, um, how are you feeling with, with all of that? Cause I know in the beginning of this, uh, you and I both were very into like working out all the time and all of these healthy things. And I know for mm. me, it's gone downhill a bit. So I'm curious to know how you're, you're doing. Well, things especially you know and you live in the city limits also amy but now that like you know the the gyms have closed my planet fitness membership has once again uh been frozen because of the you know they're doing this temporary lockdown they they just picked january 1st again who knows if it's going to happen but going to the gym was something that kind of really helped out a lot and once that closed like i got kind of nervous actually because you know i i was starting to feel comfortable and sometimes the at-home stuff really it's hard to get the motivation and the will to do it but uh this past week alone i've i feel proud of myself like even doing like a half hour 25 minute core focused workout or maybe something i, I just i want to try out 30 minute workouts like a new one every day or every like a few times a week just so i know what i like and what i don't like so i have been just really forcing myself to stick with it and not in because i really do feel good especially when i do it early in the morning before work i really do feel I wish that I had oh, more willpower <laughs> Oh, some days are easier than others. I mean, the days where I really just don't feel like it, but it does help me wake up a little bit. And I, I'm at the point now where if I don't get it done in the morning, it gets dark out now by the time I'm done work officially. So when it gets dark out, my brain already thinks it's nighttime and sleepy time and snuggle time. So it's even harder for me to motivate myself to work out at night. So I'm like, all right, Sam, wake up early. I'm trying to write at least three pages in a journal every day, just stream of conscious, free writing, whatever is in my head. I'm not holding back. So journaling, working out at least for a half hour, finding like a good online workout and Again, my, my part, my uh, South Philly row home is not very big, so I'm pushing a lot of shit aside. I don't have a grandiose space for, you know, a yoga studio or anything, but I'm just, I'm working with what I got. I also recently started gathering pictures and um, I picked some up from Walgreens today because I decided, well, I'm going to be that bitch that makes a vision board. You heard it, folks. I'm making you're doing a vision it. board making it i don't know yeah. what's gonna happen with it but i'm just gonna tell the universe that these are the things that i want to happen and i know it's a lot of woo woo a lot of people might think it's bullshit and maybe it is but in the meantime it'll be a fun project to work on so that's what i'm gonna start doing in the meantime how about you amy you have to teach me how to do this vision board thing because I don't think it's like a woohoo kind of thing. I think it's very useful, but I just like don't know how to do it. And I'm just like not so much. I am so much of a big picture person for me not to have ever done this before, but also I have so much fear. But something that I have to get through my brain is that like just because you put it on a board doesn't mean that like it has to happen. So yeah, I feel like it's mind over matter. So that's really cool. And I applaud you for all of these like endeavors that you're doing. Um <laughs> For me, I was working out so much in the beginning of quarantine and I still am. I feel like for quarantine workouts, I'm, I'm still doing a pretty good job, but I will say it has gotten a lot less, especially because it's getting colder. I, I finally taught myself how to run. I ran six miles the other day. Mm. Um, it was 50 degrees. And if it's lower than 50, I can't run or, and I don't want to go outside for a walk. And like, like you said, if it's late in the day, it gets dark. And so that's, that's somewhat of an issue um, that I'm having. I do have workout videos that I could do. It's just that, that getting up and doing it sort of thing. But I will say the past couple of days I have been working out um, and I feel a lot better than I was a few days prior when I wasn't. So I went from working out every day to maybe working out three days a week, which 
for me is still is still pretty good. And I had that I got is a amazing. Fitbit. Yeah, I got a Fitbit, so now I know when I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it tells me. But yeah, I think it's it's hard being motivated. I know something I would look forward to was seeing friends socially distant and going on walks and parks with them. And now it's getting cold, and now I can't even. I can't even do that. Like I would go masks up, like socially distant walks with people. I don't know. It's going to be a hard winter. There are positives about the winter. One being Hanukkah and Chinese food. And the Mm. other being our birthdays. Yo, guys, in case you haven't been following, Amy and I are born, what, like a week apart from each other? Exactly two two weeks. weeks. Exactly two weeks. I know for some reason I keep thinking it's one, but it's definitely two. And yes, next month is our birthday month. Woot woot. Yay. How how do you feel about this, Amy? Like, how do you think our birthdays are going to be? Because we, we just made the cutoff last year because we didn't have what you would call a quarantine birthday. I had something at a dive bar that was like a smoker's bar and did karaoke. And, and, you know, you also were able to do your things. So like this year we're going to have COVID birthdays. (laughs) My lungs are still permanently damaged from your birthday last year, but it was worth it. (laughs) Like, okay. So when Sam says like dive bar, like it was a, it was a smoker's bar it was a birthday bar, Ray's birthday bar in South Philly, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and very, very, very smoky in there. Um, but it was karaoke night. And so it was just like all the diviest people you'd ever imagine in your entire life doing karaoke. And it was so much fun. I'm um, so glad. My birthday last year, you know me, I'm not like a crazy, like, let's all go clubbing kind of person. But I still want to do something. And I still want something with some amount of like alcohol and fun. Uh, so I got tickets to the band's visit, which was the national tour in Philadelphia at the Academy of Music with, uh, with my friend Shay, whose story was also featured in a previous episode of Two Years Till 30 in our spooky season episode. And she and I went together to Chew Noodle Bar, um, which closed one of their locations due to COVID. Um, but mm-hmm. they still have one open, but the one that I went to is now closed and it was happy hour and I got fancy drink and they have this, um, ramen that's a Jewish inspired ramen and it's brisket, matzo ball and ramen. And it's, Ooh. it's incredible. I had it previously, so I didn't have that on my birthday, but I had, I had a nice, a nice ramen meal. Um, and then we went to go see the show. And then afterwards, there's another bar in Philly that is still open. And um, I met up with one friend and then one of her friends who happened to be in that local area already. And we got drinks and then I went home. It's an amazing day. Shit. That's an, was, that's an awesome day. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, COVID birthday. I really don't know what to expect. Like, maybe it'll be a blizzard and everyone will be in. Maybe... I'll buy myself a bottle of whiskey and just drink it. Maybe I'll just dance around my room by myself. I Hey, whiskey is a great way to warm your soul. And honestly, yeah, good food, good drinkage. If for those of you who do partake in alcohol, if you don't, hey, that's all good. There are plenty of other alternatives. But yeah, it is, I mean, we just have to roll the punches this year and and even though they at least the Philly new lockdowns are until January first. I mean, there's going to be residual effects, I'm sure, from potential New Year's Eve parties that people might have. So who knows, like, where we're going to be. But, Amy, I'm sure we'll make the best of it. You know, we'll just have our own dance parties by ourselves. We can have it. Yeah, we'll have a Zoom Zoom party. It'll be be a great night. Um, I agree. Because it's the interesting thing is, like, I think we mentioned this in a very early episode with When Our Birthdays Fall, our whole little friend group that we have Um, that we're doing this gift exchange with we all most of us have birthdays around the same time so Mm. it's without with maybe one or two weeks in between so it's like me and then you and then two weeks later someone else two days later someone else two days later someone else and it's like they all need their own birthday party and so every winter like my body just was exhausted by the time we got to like the fifth friend I know, like, there'd be, like, howl at the moon parties, like, and free happy hours that people would 
when it's like, oh man, like our social calendar was bumping all winter because yeah. of how many of us have birthdays then. Everybody else in the world shut down for the winter and we were like, let's party. So yes. maybe this is just our time to have a normal, a normal winter. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, something you had mentioned to me was that it does fall during Center City Restaurant Week, which is... That, yes. I, I did mention that previously yeah so um for those of you who aren't in the philly area or whatnot our lovely listeners uh center city has a restaurant week they actually have two there's one that normally happens in september which did still happen this year although like it might have just been like outdoor dining or takeout mm -hmm. and then um restaurant week would also happen during amy like in between amy and i's birthdays and that would kind of at least for me that would be like my awesome birthday dinner. You know, me and Lonnie would go somewhere that would normally be like so expensive, uh, like a steakhouse or something. But if they were featured on restaurant week, you can get like three courses yeah. for like 35, 35 bucks. And that would be just the most epic thing ever. But yeah, um, no one's going to want to be sitting outside in this, in this frigid, frigid tundra that's going to happen yeah. and you know even with the heat lamps and i have been to a few outside establishments like and some places are really trying their best but even with the heat lamps if it's too cold and windy it's still not enjoyable so i have a feeling i have a feeling restaurant week just might have to be postponed and not only just because of the outdoor dining thing a lot of restaurants in philly that uh, i've read about are actually shutting down like they just yeah. choose they have chosen to shut down for the winter on instagram getting so many notifications from like favorite bars of mine and, and they're not getting relief most of them aren't getting relief like they still have to pay for their their building and they still have to pay mm. for their insurance for the building and whatnot and like the heating and air conditioning and whatnot and yeah but they're closing so it's it's yeah. not everybody go to go eat your food now go get takeout um, I still haven't done outdoor or indoor dining during any of this. So I've just been doing takeout and cooking at home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much what's going to have to be from, for, you know, the next bit of time. And it does break my heart to see that some of these restaurants are closing, not even for a selfish standpoint, because I want to go there, but I just, you know, I, I want the people that are working in food service, you know, the money they could have, I mean, who knows if they'd even be making that much money now anyway, because less and less people are going out on a Saturday night. The fact that Lon and I were just walking outside South Street, Jim's Steaks would normally have like a line wrapped around the whole freaking city. And mm -hmm. there was like two people in front of us. And it just made me sad. I'm like, oh, I just, I want these awesome food service people to like, you know, get their money. And like, I just, yeah. I just really hope that they're okay. And yeah. let's, hope that once this vaccine gets 100% approved, hopefully soon, fingers crossed, then, uh, you know, we can help those guys out a little bit. <laughs> I want to go on a brief tangent, just because you mentioned Jim Steaks, uh, to those of you who don't live in Philadelphia. So Philly is like, you know, cheesesteaks, which like people generally, if you've never been to Philly, but you've heard of Philly cheesecakes, you think cheesesteaks, oh my goodness, uh, Pat's or Gino's, but Jim's is where it's at. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes so amen if you ever come to philly when the world reopens anybody who's listening just immerse yourself in philly foods i know we have some listeners who are not from philly uh, or who are from philly who moved elsewhere who miss it here so um we miss you too <laughs> yeah you know amy i think this is a great idea for like a future um, maybe a future podcast episode, just like talk about things that are all Philly based and, you know, like, where's the best cheesesteak place? Oh my I don't even know. Cause honestly, to me, they all taste very similar. I guess my palate isn't sophisticated enough to discern which cheesesteak is the best of the world. I got like, yelled at at Jim's. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> so ah. uh, the reason I said Jim's is the best is usually they're like the nicest, more like humane people. Everybody else is just rude. Like Pat's and Gino's like, say what you want. One might be less racist than the other. I don't know. They're both rude people. <laughs> like, um, but at Jim's, they were like nice. But when I went the only, well, the last time I went was in college, which was forever ago, which is like a sin in itself, probably as a Philadelphian. Um, but, um, I went with a friend who was, uh, Israeli and kept kosher and she was like but she's fine being in places that aren't kosher she went in and she was like I just don't want cheese on mine or meat and they were like what 
She's like, I just want the vegetables on the bread. Oh, they, they probably literally, flipped a shit. They, they probably were like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, they flipped out. And uh, they were like, are you with her? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, eh. So, yeah, I got yelled at at gyms. But usually they're nicer people. <laughs> Normally. I mean, Philly is a very gritty town. Like, the people born and raised, especially in South <laughs> Philly, like, they will not put up with, with any shit. And I guess there's a superiority complex, but... Hey, no one's no one's perfect, and I'm you know they can get an attitude adjustment, or as Philly people would say, attitude. But um, hey, we can I'm make laughing. fun of all of it, all of it. Yeah, I'm laughing because you said gritty town, and I was like, I don't even know if you did that purposely. Not really, but I think that is very smart that the Flyers mascot is named Gritty because that's the perfect adjective to describe our city. It's like, I mean, are we really that tough? Like we're such a melting pot now, but like. We are kind of gritty. We really are. Like, the, you know, the born and raised, like, crunchy South Philly homies, like the militia. Like, yeah, they're definitely, yeah, gritty is the appropriate word. I know this is a huge tangent from Hanukkah, but it's, I just feel like it, it's happening and we're just going to let it happen. <laughs> it's actually not that huge of a tangent because I was going to bring back to the holidays by saying that there is one of my favorite gritty memes is the Christmas gritty meme that just Ooh. gritty the Flyers mascot. Uh, looking crazy like Gritty does and it says you better watch out you better watch out you better watch out you better watch out and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger (laughs) so we had holidays to Gritty (laughs) oh my god he's so cute to me now in the beginning I thought he was I'm like you look like you're like I don't know Oscar the Grouch on heroin but now I'm like you're the cutest orange fluff ball ever i know he's adorable now before i, I was like oh no nightmares now. <laughs> yeah you're, you're a cutie he grew on us yes like all the things. oh my god Ooh. but i did see a post of yours like you had it on your story on instagram I, I forget where you reposted it from but it was like how 28 is considered not even young adult anymore like are we old are we not even we can't even call ourselves young professional are we not even are we supposed to just be regular professional like we need to have our shit together now like what does 28 mean what does this mean for background information what this post and it was i just posted it today and i also shared it on the two years till 30 uh instagram story so if you are not following then you'll be like what are they talking about but if you are you'll be like i got you um so what it said is it was a screenshot from google that says is 28 still considered young and it has a partial um abbreviated part of a uh, article from 2012 from daily mail that says i'll read it to you forget being over the hill at 40 you are now officially old at just 28 a new survey has found Almost half of all respondents to the survey said 28 was the age they considered to be when they stopped being young and finally grow up. Hmm. So um, the reason this came to be, I was talking to a friend and he was telling me about how uh, he wanted to categorize this organization that he runs and he wanted to say young adult. And so he looked up, you know, what actually are the ages of young adult? And um, he realized he wasn't young adult. And that's sort of what's inspired me to look up, well, what is what is young adult? And it said late teens to early 20s, definitely under 25. And I was like, well, well, then what does that mean? Mm. And underneath that, it started to give extra things like, you know, how Google does um, people who looked up this also commonly looked up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so the next thing was, is 28 old? And I was like, I didn't even look you up. What are you, what, you rude? <laughs> I I just don't even know how I feel about that because like we joke about like, oh, I feel so old. I just want to be in my grandma rocking chair and stay in all day. Well, that's the only thing we can do anyway. But what the heck? Like we're not freaking old. Like if, we're not. I just don't get it. <laughs> and you know who's going to have the most youthful and most fun 30, I mean, uh, 30 year old birthdays, we are, because by the time we're 30, we probably can do things again. And it'll happen like January, 2022, when the world's officially open and we'll be partying for our birthdays. So like the world will be a birthday party for us. It really, I really do look forward to, to all of that. And I I can't believe that like, I don't know. I I mean, again, this is all like opinion based. 
just like, oh, 28 doesn't consider whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I, I'm at the point where I'm just, I'm just embracing each year. Like, whatever, as long as you feel like a hot ass bitch and you're working hard in your chosen path and you're a good person, like, like, I don't know, who cares? And then I bet you next week I'm going to be like, oh my God, I'm almost 29. I'm getting old and then I'm just going to totally be a hypocrite. But right. I just, yeah. I, I don't even have any more words that are coherent. I'm just, I don't understand why we are fearing. We Every new decade, I feel like people put this weird pressure on themselves. It's just this finality of this, like, a new decade. When we hit 20, it's like, oh, wow, this is exciting. We're almost 21. We can do all the things, a.k.a. just drink legally. And now, like, oh, almost 30. Shit. I don't know. Where am I? Who am I? Who am I? Like Jean Valjean. Sorry, <laughs> I had to. We are theater people, guys. Just in case you didn't get the gist. Uh, where have you been? <laughs> where have y'all been the past year? Uh yeah. I while you were saying that, I actually just looked up. I I wanted to Google for myself as twenty eight old, and apparently that's not the only article. Like that's like a general thing of like. That's, it's probably a subreddit and like a sub subreddit. <laughs> it's they're all of the Reddit. I was like, I didn't even open the Reddit link. I was like, this is too much. We are mm. not old. If you think 28 is old, then um you should tell us and then we will yell at you. Um personally. And uh I it just I think it's very, very odd. I don't even think 30 is old because in my mind, I can't wait till I'm 30. Because when I'm 30, in my mind, the world's open. So, like, that's exciting yeah. to me. Like, 29's like, we'll get through it. <laughs> like, we know what's coming. So, that's, that's really how I feel about all of, those, all of those things. I wanted to talk about our Yiddish word of the day. Because I know I, I should have said it earlier. But, you know what? Why not? I'm just going to add it now. I, I just picked just a random one that isn't really said a whole lot. But uh, I'll just uh, teach some of y'all uh, not so maybe commercialized one like schmutz or sh schmaltz or whatever so freilach like freilich i mean it, the adjective is happy and merry which i think is very appropriate for this time of year uh also the noun of freilach or freilichs i'm trying to sorry for those of you who are germanic speakers and want to correct me on my pronunciation feel free uh it is a lively song slash dance performed at Simchas. So I guess you can say the Hora is a version of a Freilich, because a Simcha is like a happy event, like a bar bat mitzvah, a wedding, uh, you know, just something joyful you're celebrating. So uh, it says some example sentences. We'll dance some Freilichs in honor of the occasion. So that, great. That's all I have to say about that. You guys got two words today, Freilich and Simcha. Uh, so it's you know it's a joyous time it's it you know the world may be cold there was uh, an entire week of election um and then some and the world celebrated then um and mm -hmm. so and danced and did all these fun things and and now there are holidays coming up and so you know just go hard with your freilich amen amen to that amy all right. On that note, I think we are uh, done. Episode 10. Thank you all for listening. And um, we'll try to get one or two more in before we are no longer two years till 30. Oh, thank you, everyone. We love you. Thanks. <laughs>